0: Love, talk, radio. Welcome to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. Presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC, with offices in the Midwest. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy.
1: Welcome to Family Law Talk. We have a great topic today. The topic is inheritance and commingling and divorce, and this is based. On a blog article that we have on familylawheadquarters.com dated July 27, 2019. And the title of that article is Inheritance and the Perils of Co Mingling. So, definitely an interesting topic. And let's go ahead and jump in. Um, lots of individuals uh, through time end up uh, inheriting uh, money or assets um, from either a family member or a loved one, uh, it could be a friend of some kind. Uh, who becomes deceased. And so this money could be inherited uh, through a will, for example. Uh, Sometimes it could be inherited through non-probate transfers, for example, with certain assets like a bank account, let's say. Somebody could be listed as somebody who receives the benefits on death, and this can be referred to as payable on death or transfer um, on death. Uh, sometimes, like with life insurance, for example, uh, somebody could be listed as a beneficiary on that life insurance policy, and so they receive the, bene- the benefits uh, that way outside of the probate court process. Um, so that sort of sets it up uh, from an initial uh, phase, but what lots of individuals do is this. Is so they receive this money either through the probate court could be through a transfer on death payable on death or they could simply be a beneficiary of like a life insurance policy let's say and what they do is they take that money uh, while married and they commingle it and, and lots of folks are confused by this term commingling in terms of what it means and how it works uh, but this is basically it in a nutshell so let's say in a marriage uh, both spouses have a bank account and both their names are on that bank account um, Uh, So that's a marital bank account, and so then they inherit uh, this money or these funds, if you will, and they take uh, this inheritance and they deposit it in the marital bank account. And in this marital bank account, for example, there could be other funds coming into it. So it could be just simply the paychecks of both spouses uh, going into this bank account. They could pay bills and debts and obligations uh, from this marital bank account Um, And so what individuals, when we talk about commingling, what we're talking about here is is this, which is the paycheck a party receives during marriage, that is marital property. That's marital funds. And so when you're combining those marital funds uh, with this separate inheritance, you're commingling it, if you will. So it's like a salad bowl. You're taking different items, you're mixing it all, all up into one bowl, if you will. And so that's the concept of commingling. And what What's difficult with commingling is it's hard to separate out, if you will, uh, the marital funds uh, from the separate funds that were put into it because it's all, all mixed up, if you will. And so then, let's say uh, this couple ends up getting divorced. The dilemma is this: which is, uh, inheritance is, is generally speaking separate property, uh, and that is set aside to the spouse who inherited that property uh, individually, but. Uh, when inheritance is commingled with marital funds, it becomes a real quandary because it's all mixed up. Uh, the separate inheritance is mixed up with the marital funds uh, that were received during the marriage. And, and so the issue and the question is this, which is, well, what happens to that? Uh, what does a, a divorce court do uh, with commingled uh, funds? And, and the truth of the matter is it's sort of a harsh reality. But generally speaking, uh, when marital funds – Uh, or mixed up with separate funds, separate inheritance, most family courts are going to treat that as marital property. So a party who receives the inheritance and they want that inheritance um, off the top as their separate property and divorce are oftentimes met with this rude awakening that they commingle the money. They put that inheritance in with the marital funds, and they basically turn the separate property into marital property, if you will. So that's the concept of commingling, uh, and that's what it means. Also, there's this other legal concept out there which you have to be careful of uh, in in divorce, which is this term called transmutation, which is this, is uh, when assets are jointly titled. So let's say somebody owns a house prior to marriage and it's in their name alone, Uh, but then they uh, put their spouse's name on that house, Uh, that's called transmutation. So an asset which was a separate asset ultimately becomes a marital asset through this joint titling. And so when inheritance is coming uh, in during the marriage and an individual takes that inheritance and they put it in the joint account, uh, they've really created two problems. Uh, Problem one, again, is this concept of commingling because you're commingling marital assets separate assets you're mixing it all up in the salad bowl if you will and it becomes really impossible shouldn't say impossible but difficult uh, to really separate out uh, the separate property from the marital property and as a result of that uh, most courts are going to treat that as marital property and so that inheritance uh, ends up uh, uh, getting divided Uh, in divorce as marital property, but there's also this transmutation, which is this joint titling. So because this inheritance is put in a bank account uh, with both spouse's name on it, uh, now these funds have become jointly titled, and that is a second reason uh, most family courts are going to treat that inheritance in in this hypothetical scenario as marital property because it's been transmuted through the assets being jointly titled. So a lot of questions from this probably going through a lot of your heads. Uh, A lot of you wondering, um, how does one avoid this? So if they're going to inherit money during marriage, and maybe it's from their parents, let's say. Maybe it's from a brother or sister, an aunt and uncle. Uh, It could be another friend or family member of some kind. Uh, How does an individual really, really avoid this? Well, first of all, one of the things – I would tell you all is that it's really important uh, to speak with a family law attorney uh, before you actually inherit and receive this money. Um, and and in particular, in addition to having a lawyer who does divorce and family law, oftentimes it's very important uh, to speak to a lawyer who practices in the law uh, of estate planning. And, and estate planning lawyers help individuals, for example, with wills, uh, with trust and with and with inheritance type of issues so very important listeners to get uh, a lawyer a lawyer that does divorce and family law and maybe a separate lawyer who works in the area of estate planning but uh, to get back to the question in a very uh, generic sense uh, what do individuals do if they're going to inherit money and they want to keep it separate in other words they don't want to turn it into marital property in the instance of divorce. So, so what do individuals do? Again, the laws in every state can vary. You'll want to speak to the attorney, but one thing you don't want to do, I'd say is a, is a very general rule, is take that money and put it in a joint bank account where marital funds are going into it. So another possibility uh, to consider and to talk about with an attorney is this, which is create a bank account uh, that's in your individual name and it, that it doesn't have the spouse's, uh, your, other spouse, your spouse's name on it, if you will. So it's a, an account uh, just in your name, and you put that inheritance in that account. And in essence, you lockbox it so you don't put in your paychecks in that account. Uh, you don't put other money received uh, during marriage in that account. In other words, you leave that inheritance in that separate account. You lockbox it. Um, you only put your name on it and you don't put any other funds of any kind in there uh, in a very generic sense that that is a scenario to think about it's something to consider and certainly explore uh, within a estate planning lawyer now an estate planning lawyer might have other possibilities for you as well uh, maybe uh, setting up uh, a trust of some kind uh, where this money is kept in uh, separately uh, from other marital assets that might be a possibility as well uh, certainly a state planning attorney might uh, have other ideas uh, in, in terms of ways in which to protect this money. Uh, but certainly the one thing uh, that I, I can tell that the listeners I've seen firsthand and that certainly is problematic, if you will, is to co-mingle, where you, where you mix up that separate inheritance in an account with marital funds. Uh, it makes it very difficult, uh, very cumbersome, and in most instances – a lot of family court judges are going to treat that as marital property. Now, it's possible, uh, if you will, um, to hire a forensic accountant if you've already sort of messed this up, right? So some of you might be listening to the show, and you might say, goodness gracious, I already did this. I already commingled the money. I've put it in an account with marital funds. And not only that, I've got my spouse's name on the account, so I've transmuted it as well. So if you're, if you're one of these listeners... And you've already done this, and you're wondering, you know, what do you do? Is all lost? Is this money uh, definitely going to be treated? Is marital property in the instance of divorce? And maybe uh, you see a divorce on your horizon uh, coming inevitably. Uh, so what do you do? Well, one possibility to consider and to talk with, with the divorce lawyer about is hiring a forensic accountant. Uh, a forensic accountant, some in, 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 in certain instances be able to what's called trace the separate property from the marital properties. In other words, they might be able to get the bank uh, statements, if you will, uh, and, and look at the, look at them from the time the, the inheritance was put in uh, until the date of divorce and try to trace out as best as possible uh, the separate from the marital. In some instances, a family court judge might be persuaded by that, uh, in some instances, they might be able to or, or might be willing, if you will, uh, to separate out some of this inheritance. Um, but that isn't always the case. In some cases, uh, many family court judges can still deem it as problematic because of the joint titling, uh, which, which again uh, goes under this concept of transmutation. but, Uh, In these instances, hiring a forensic accountant to try to trace out these assets is often uh, the one step that's there, uh, the one thing to at least consider and think about uh, in your particular situation. But, again, going all the way back, uh, one of the best things to do in the first place is avoid this, if you haven't done it already, by uh, talking to an estate planning attorney and not commingling and transmuting the funds uh, in the first place. So, again, this is the topic. The topic is inheritance and the perils of uh, co mingling and divorce, uh, unfortunately, it's something that happens. It's quite common. Lots of folks uh, don't think much about it at the time when they do it, but it can certainly uh, be potentially problematic in the instance of divorce. All right, so as a follow-up to the episode, go on over to familylawheadquarters.com, uh, Check out the article dated July 27, 2019, and the title is Inheritance and the perils of mingling. Definitely check that up as a follow-up to the episode today. Thanks for tuning in, and stay tuned to our next episode of Family Law Talk coming up. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stangy. Visit StangeLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stangy Law Firm to work for your family today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtain on this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be, legal advice. You should contact an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney client relationship has been established. And finally, past results afford no guarantee of future results. And every case is different and must be judged on its own merits. Kirkstain is responsible for the content. Principal Place of Business, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450, Clayton, Missouri,
1: 63105.